welcome to episode 7 of Unbelievable. I'm Emma and I'm Katie and this is the weekly podcast where we dissect our favourite chat mag articles. So sit back with a cup of tea, grab a glass of Prosecco and get ready for another episode of Unbelievable. I've got an absolute roller coaster with this article, Emma. It's called Hell Hunter. I fight <laughs> demons and I win. <laughs> okay, okay. This is from Steve Murray, age 55, from Southampton in Hampshire. The orange glow of fires flickered. The chanting of witches echoed through the dark trees. All around me, eyes glittered through slits in masks. People in dark robes watched as two witches lifted me onto a rock in the ancient stone circle in a clearing deep in the new forest. So, I was just 11 years old and about to perform a rite that would make me the high priest of an ancient coven of witches. (laughs) (laughs) So, we've gone from zero to a hundred here with Steve. Yeah, that, I mean, that really took me a minute. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, you started speaking and I was still have my other train of thought, like, la, 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 la. But can you picture it? <laughs> yeah, I can, to be fair. 11-year-old Steve Murray is now the high priest. <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> it was the summer solstice and hundreds of witches were gathered in the glade, watching as the ceremony was performed. I wanted to show the other witches in the coven just how powerful I was. So, standing on the ceremonial stones, I performed an ancient incantation. It was a ritual to summon the devil himself. Oh, great. (laughs) The devil himself. The acrid stench of burning blood filled my nostrils as he materialised a few feet away from me. Nine (laughs) feet tall with horns sprouting from his head. Dark... creepy, nine foot. (laughs) Dark fire swirled in the depths of his huge, monstrous body. Glowered at me through gleaming crimson eyes. For a few seconds, there was horrified silence. Then the screaming began. All around me, witches were running for their lives. The yes, you've just summoned the devil. <laughs> what other reaction do you want from summoning the devil? <laughs> Nothing good Someone... can come from it. I know. Oh man, I pictured you different. <laughs> All around me, witches were running for their lives as the devil grabbed terrified onlookers, tossed them up into the air as if they were Sorry, dolls. I've just remembered that this is meant to be a real-life chat mag article. I'm just... <laughs> this is a real-life submission, yeah, from Steve. Yeah, no, in my head I was picturing some, like, TV show, like, (laughs) I kind of forgot this is a submission of someone recounting their childhood. This is his nice (laughs) memory of being 11 years old. You might think, (laughs) starting secondary school, new uniform, new friends. No, he summoned the (laughs) devil. If I didn't do something, people would be killed. (laughs) You've just summoned the devil? What did you expect? I've got a solution to this problem. Don't summon the devil. Don't summon the devil. (laughs) It's time to act, I told myself. Chanting sacred incantations of protection. No, don't do that. You've already <laughs> You've already made it as bad as the situation could possibly be. Chanting sacred incantations of protection. I walked towards the devil. I jabbed my hands into the pockets of my robes, felt the salt what? I'd put there earlier. I threw two handfuls of salt straight into his face. Honestly, Steve needs to chill. Then I raised my hand. Touched him on his hip. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Little bit of a Shakira move there. I'm not going to lie. If you've, I feel like if you touch the devil himself, something bad will happen. You know, just get to poke him. Why are you like, touching mm. his hips? It's quite seductive. Jabbed. And he's like, oh, it's <laughs> These hips don't lie, baby. 
<laughs> there was an explosion of fire and smoke. The force of yeah, the... there we go. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> the force of the blast hurled me through the air. I landed with a crash twelve feet away. Then this little <laughs> new subtitle is called "Back to Hell." Yep. <laughs> the little finger of my right hand was broken where I'd landed on it. My legs were badly blistered and burned. But all that mattered was that the devil had gone back to hell. <laughs> so wait. <laughs> so you summoned it and then thought, "Crap." I don't know what he wanted to achieve from this whole situation. He just sprinkled salt on him like salt bait. Yeah, absolute <laughs> nonsense. He's in like, what, if he's 11, he's like level one coven. He's, in, he's doing his BTEX at well, the moment. Well, you say that, but hang on. You've okay, judged okay. too quickly here on his prowess yeah. as a witch. <laughs> He'd be no match for me. Laughing, I got to my feet. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> All around me, the witches of the coven bowed down low. Master, they chanted. Oh, for God's sake. Here we go. (laughs) Now, looking back, I realise I learned a valuable lesson that night. Don't summon the devil. (laughs) My encounter with the devil taught me that you should never take powerful forces of evil lightly. But I was young and fearless. Wanted to prove to the other witches in the coven that I was worthy of being their leader. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that logic. Just the devil... Start off like, with not like, a demon, yeah. not little side things. The devil. It's like you've got your training wheels of demon hunting. Start off with you know a little juicy, little juicy demon, <laughs> low level, a little juicy ghoul, <laughs> a poltergeist perhaps. You don't go straight to a boss man. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Middle management first. <laughs> How did they allow that? Surely he's got like training <laughs> stuff on. He's like, right, guys, I've got a plan. I'm going to summon <laughs> the devil. <laughs> As the most powerful witch in the coven, it had been my duty to save the others. And truth be told, I'd enjoyed battling with the devil. I was never scared. Always knew I was in control. (laughs) No, you didn't. You're 11. (laughs) And he just got flung like 12 feet and broke his finger. (laughs) (laughs) And blistered legs. I was in control. I'm still the high priest of the coven, which is over 4,000 years old, has more than 2.4 million members worldwide. Would you like to hear about his childhood? Yeah. What has led to this moment? What the devil? Yeah. So this is titled Magical Childhood. Growing up, I lived with my family of witches in a wooden cottage deep in the new forest. <laughs> right. <laughs> My grandmother, Margaret Murray, was an anthropologist. <laughs> Margaret Murray? A name give birth to Steve, who's the high priestess. Don't judge a book by its cover. And did he did you say he's the high priestess? He's the high priest, yeah. My grandmother, Margaret Murray, was an anthropologist, <laughs> Egyptologist, archaeologist, and folklorist who's known as the grandmother of Wicca. To be fair, she sounds really cool. Yeah. It's fair to say I had an unconventional upbringing. (laughs) When other kids my age were playing computer games, I was honing my magic skills. (laughs) I performed my first spell at the age of one. Oh, of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) When I summoned our Irish wolfhound, Gremlin, who was out in the forest to come home. But the spell must have been too powerful because he smashed our door down. I just, I'm sorry, I'm really struggling to understand that he's writing in as a real story. What's a baby doing as, like, a spell? <laughs> and why was the spell so powerful? Also, that goes, I thought, like, modern, spe- like, the understanding of spells is, like, using herbs and, like, 
what's this baby doing? <laughs> Spin his milk into the air. I never want to see a one-year-old do an incantation. <laughs> Horrifying. No wonder he's summoning the devil. He is the devil. <laughs> devil baby. So it says, raised speaking an ancient magic language called Acarus. I didn't go to school. I only learned to speak English when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma needs to take you to the RSPCC. How is this legal? She needs to go to prison. What is she? What was her language? Acarus. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Why did oh. he bother learning English when he was 15 as well? Like, surely it's just gone too far <laughs> yeah, at that yeah. point. You are living in the woods forever. With magic in my blood, I was destined to become a psychic medium, tarot card reader and spell caster. I specialise in helping people through very difficult times in their lives. And as one of the UK top oh, exorcists... I don't know why I'm yawning. It's not like this is a boring story. <laughs> I was going to say, what more do you want from me? <laughs> I've summoned the devil for you. I often help people who have been possessed by evil spirits. So... No, what come on, thoughts? you can't even ask me this. <laughs> How unbelievable do you think this is? Do you is? want to see a like, picture of him? Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an IT guy. <laughs> None of that happened, especially his language barrier. <laughs> so you know when you do job applications and they're like, do they, when they ask you what your first language is? Agri. <laughs> Second language. English. I want to question the fact that he's convinced he did a spell when he was one that meant his Irish wolfhound burst through the no, door. No, I thought it was an Irish wolfhound uh, folklore animal. No. Oh, I thought it was like a beastly Wait. creature from the woods. I thought it was a different... No, it's just his oh, dog. his dog the door. came to him. <laughs> his dog <laughs> entered the house. Yeah, it's just okay. said he summoned our Irish wolfhound. I'm refusing to even believe they lived in the woods. I think he's just setting the scene at this point. I'm concerned for all involved in this. I like as well, there's um, a little caption next to a photograph of the devil that just says, banishing evil, satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> None of that happened. I don't think any. What are you rating it? Come on. I'm reluctant, but I've got to give you a nine because I don't think any of that happened. <laughs> Especially him. Do you know what? He would have made it more believable had he said, like, ooh, King Paimon, the de- the demon from that. That would be more believable than the devil. I feel like he hasn't even done his research. Yeah, that's the thing. He's just gone straight to the top. <laughs> As an 11-year-old boy <laughs> called Steve. <laughs> and then everyone falls to the floor like, master, <laughs> You'd be like, you idiot. Yeah, how is his man not being like, what have you done? Great power, great responsibility. But in accuracy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hellhunter. Furious. Okay, so this one is called Lone Wolf. There wasn't just one spooky entity in our house. And this is by Wayne, 47, from Lincoln. (laughs) Glancing at the door leading to the garden, I stared in shock. Through the glass, I could make out two huge black ears, like a gigantic wolf's. Dad! I screamed, before bolting into the lounge where my mum, dad and Linda and Bob (laughs) Bob (laughs) were watching TV. There's a wolf in the garden, I sobbed in terror. It was looking at me. Dad took my hand. Gently leading me to the door, he opened it. See, there's nothing there, he soothed, showing me the empty garden. (laughs) Steve's Irish wolfhound just smashes through. (laughs) 
But although I was just six years old, I knew what I'd seen. Now this bit's called Cloaked Figure. A huge wolf-like creature had been peering at me, and the monstrous wolf wasn't the only spooky entity in our terraced house. One day I was downstairs when my brother Jason, then three, started screaming. I ran upstairs with mum and dad. Jason was in the bedroom, beside himself with fear. Man, man, he garbled, over and over. When I lay in bed that night, a dark shadow in the shape of a figure floated in from behind the door. When it grew bigger and bigger, petrified, I dived under the covers. Was it the shadow that Jason had seen? Then one night I was in bed when another figure appeared at my doorway. About four foot tall, he was dressed in a dark brown cloak like a monk's. Although a his four face foot was in... monk? Yeah, yeah. Although his face was in shadow, I could feel him staring at me. Heart thumping, I pulled over the covers. But when it peeped out, the figure was still there. Terrified, I dived back under the blankets and fell into an uneasy sleep. So it's quite creepy, isn't it? it starts off yeah, like... I'm scared at that. If I saw a four foot monk in my doorway, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be freaked out. Over the years, I saw the spooky, tiny, cloaked figure several times. When what? we grew up, Jason, my other brother Simon and I realised we were psychic. So in 1995, I became a medium. Ten years later, I started holding my own circles. A silent, cloaked figure would always appear, my gatekeeper protecting me by stopping evil entities coming in. Oh, so it's a good thing. Then one day I was meditating when I floated out of my body. I was taken back in time to when I was a child. I was in my bed, my gaze fixed on the door where that small cloaked figure was standing. Everything fell into place. The cloaked figure was the same one who was now my gatekeeper. He was with me then too, protecting me from the ghoul in the house. So had he thought that he'd had two different Yeah, yeah, so it's the same one. I mean, I'd reckon they're the same one. If you see one four-foot cloaked monk and then another, (laughs) it's going to be the same thing. Or it's Danny DeVito. (laughs) I wish it was. Then one day in 2006, I woke up with a headache. Thinking it would go off, I took painkillers, but the pain slowly got worse, as if a fist was crushing my skull. I felt constantly sick, drained and exhausted. I was plagued by bad luck. My car kept breaking down. Clients wouldn't turn up for appointments. Soon after, I was driving to a house clearance when a passing lorry's tyre burst. The tyre hurtled towards me, smashing my car bonnet. Luckily, I was unhurt, but just a few inches higher and it would have come through the windscreen. I could have been badly hurt or worse. So this whole bit is like a normal haunting story and you don't really know where it's going. But trust me, you don't know where it's going. (laughs) I became negative, despondent, but I was usually an upbeat person. One evening, I went to visit Jason. You've got a spirit attached to you, he said, (laughs) tuning in to the spirit. If you uh, say the monk's on his back or something, I'm out. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, no. Oh, it's I saw really a creepy. woman with... <laughs> Why would you imagine? <laughs> I just imagined him, like, sat on his Good back. Good I can now, and I don't like that. I saw a woman with dark curly hair, her features twisted in spite. Why are you here? I asked. To teach you a lesson, she spat. <laughs> with a shudder, I realised I'd been cursed. The nasty spirit was a manifestation of the evil energy directed at me. I didn't know it was a voodoo-type hex by a black witch. What? I mean... <laughs> when? This Where? is Wayne's word. <laughs> words, not mine. Have I missed something? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I had to reread it when I saw it the first time. <laughs> Out of nowhere, voodoo. <laughs> I don't know if it was a voodoo-type hex by a black witch... Voodoo, or voodoo. ...who had just wished me ill, but I had to get rid of it, so I began a cleansing ritual. The entity fought hard... <laughs> But I finally managed to banish her. I sighed with relief as warmth flooded through me. Not long afterwards, I was sitting on the floor meditating when a tall, fair-haired man wearing a cloak appeared. 
his energy was pure and clear. Why does <laughs> he, he really... love him? He's scary. <laughs> we talked about my spiritual work. I'm King Arthur, he said. <laughs> what? As I stared in amazement at my hero, he smiled. I'm going to leave you with a gift, he said. My four-foot monk! <laughs> <laughs> a huge wolf-like black dog the size of a pony appeared. What? Where is... What is this story? <laughs> it stared at me with dark brown eyes. Then it sat down beside me. King Arthur disappeared, but the dog stayed. Oh, I'm baffled. King Arthur gave me a dog for protection. Why? King Arthur had given me him so I wasn't attacked again. <laughs> a couple of years later, I floated out of my body, was taken back to when I saw the wolf's ears behind the door. Then the penny dropped. That animal that had scared me had been the dog. Oh, for like God's sake. The dog must have been protecting me from the nasty entity in that house. The dog and my gatekeeper guard me from evil. My childhood protection team is back to watch over me. So I don't know what was happening there. King Arthur made an appearance. So I just that's the end of the article? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I read it like three times. <laughs> so he saw a monk and a dog. I feel nothing because... There was no beginning, middle or end. (laughs) It was all middle. (laughs) Yeah, there was just nothing. I don't really know what you want me to say to that one because what am I rating? (laughs) Well, you're rating if you believe King Arthur gave him the dog and the dog was in his childhood and the monk... No. I mean, the monk wasn't even explained. The monk was just there. (laughs) Was it a physical real dog or a spirit dog? No, the real dog. Oh, King Arthur gave me a dog for protection. So I don't know. <laughs> that's Wayne. Have you got the photo? Uh, let's have a look. Oh, <laughs> that's not what I was imagining. You sent me a picture of Putin's cousin. <laughs> Wayne. That is not what I was expecting, Emma. Well, that's what he I mean. It's like he's with... Novichok poisoned oh. a few people. <laughs> Do you think? I thought he looked quite wayne No, I was imagining like friendly and fat. Not Vladimir Putin. He looks like he would batter the monk. Um, I don't quite understand what happened. (laughs) No, I don't. And I really wanted to. On instinct alone, I'd give you an eight for that. An eight? Well... I gave you a nine. I think mine was better still because it had the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Eight. What about 8.5? Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) Sold. So it's the highlight of your week, Emma. It's... (laughs) I feel sick. (laughs) This is Jenny's regression. Dear Jenny... Gimme, gimme, gimme. (laughs) Gimme that sweet stuff. That sweet nectar. (laughs) Dear Jenny, my mother-in-law owns a statue of a woman lying asleep with a baby cradled in her arms. When I look at it, I feel sad and often cry uncontrollably saying pet okay. over and over again. <laughs> pet, 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 Just pet, control pet. yourself. <laughs> but uncontrollably, I thought, okay, like I can imagine her looking at this little figure and just a single tear rolls down her cheek, but uncontrollably. Who's is it? Her mother-in-law? Yeah. She probably thinks, what a nutter. Get so out that's of from Claudia22 from Norfolk. Oh, I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> Do you want to hear Jenny's response? But can I do a prediction? Go on. So, Claudia, when back in the uh, 1720s, you were a Georgian woman. Way off. Okay. (laughs) 
I was only doing on the off chance I got it really accurate and you'd be like, oh my god. You're literally about a thousand years off. <laughs> of course I am. My name's Julia. The year is 79 AD and I live in <laughs> Rome. <laughs> so I said 1790 something, didn't I? 1790 is nowhere near 79, 79. AD. Yeah, I know, but I got the numbers, my angel numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I need to Google 79 right away. My husband and... Oh, yeah, you're going to listen to this. Sorry. My husband and I have a daughter and a holiday villa in Pompeii with heating. A holiday villa? <laughs> with heating, running water and an amphitheatre. <laughs> you don't have an amphitheatre in your holiday home. What? What does she mean? Come on, keep up. Her holiday villa Her, in Pompeii. Yeah. Has heating, running water, and an amphitheatre. <laughs> All the mod Okay, comes. right. Yeah, cool. When on holiday, we attend many orgies. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's serving Jenny. up pure filth in this one. <laughs> yeah. She's absolutely... Oh, she's staring at pot, isn't she? Oh, girl. It seems like an ordinary August day at first, but the sky quickly <laughs> turns black. At first, I'm not too afraid, but hurry home from the swimming pool with my little girl, Petra. Pet, 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 pet. <laughs> oh my God, you've got it. <laughs> my husband isn't there. We are all alone. It gets even darker. and He's at an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> and dirty white flakes are falling outside the window. <laughs> Why couldn't they have just been in Pompeii, not at the key moment in time that everyone knows? I'm sleepy, so sleepy. My breath is shallow and my eyes are shutting. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Petra was fractitious at first. Wait, Petra was fractious at first, but now... <laughs> Petra is fictitious, more like. <laughs> fictitious and fractious. But now she dozes in my arms. I'm too tired to be scared. I find myself lying down on the bed. I cradled Petra close to me <laughs> and we both drift into sleep. Wait, so she wasn't going pet, 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 pet? So, that's not actually... <laughs> oh, let me guess, that's not the one. Then there's another pet along the line. No, no. That's it. Was she stroking a cat? No, that's it. Oh, that's it. <laughs> um, we've got a comment from one. Jenny and Claudia. Yeah. Jenny says, We took some time after to heal the pain from that life. It'd appear the statue that affected Claudia so much might have been a beautified version of one of the statues of the bodies of people preserved in the ash of Pompeii. Might? There's a lot of might there. <laughs> in fact, it might actually be a statue of Julia and Petra. How incredible would that be? <laughs> You're the one writing it. Is it all just, oh, this, this could be a thing. This could be a thing. It, yeah. Everything's such a reach, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Claudia says, I was saying pet short for Petra. <laughs> I understand it all now. Jenny says it's likely my current daughter Charlotte may well be Petra returned to me. I do hope yeah, so. May well again, might be. <laughs> I will look at the statue in a new light. No one can hit Jenny with a lawsuit because everything she says is hypothetical. So do you believe that no, <laughs> do I believe? Do I believe it? No, I don't. And I don't believe that the little statue is actually a beautified version <laughs> of Julia and Petra. Like, literally just take away the regression. I'm just concerned at Claudia's behaviour <laughs> in this life. Yeah, there's no excuse. 
Her mother-in-law just stood in the doorway watching her like, what has my okay, son done? This again. But have they not offered it to her? Like, if she has such a reaction to this little statue, have they not just got rid of it or just go If you know it, she's mate? coming over, yeah, just put it away. Just put it away. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird. It's really weird. The whole thing's weird. And it annoys me that every single one of these Jenny Smedleys is in, like, a massive historical event. Yeah. Can something just happen in a normal time period? No one ever like, just had a stroke in a mud hut. Yeah, literally. Or, like, <laughs> it, like there's, it's never, like, in the countryside as well, like, all the Russian countryside. There's never something like that. It's always in the major historical event in the right place. <laughs> How unbelievable do you think it is? Well, it's not, is it? It's just not believable at all. <laughs> but it's not as unbelievable as the devil earlier. So if I gave that a nine, I've got to give this one lower. <laughs> that oh. set the precedent. We should just start the podcast by crying and just going, hun, 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 hun. I'll give it an eight and a half. Okay. It's like, it's hard to rate at this point because there's so many stories that obviously never happened. But to what extreme <laughs> could it have happened? Some of them just couldn't even have happened. I don't believe that they had an amphitheatre in their holiday home garden. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe they had running water either. Yeah, the Romans did. Running water? Yeah. As in you turn on a tap, that's what running water is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> really? Okay, so this one. On call for stomach troubles. So, if you ever get a bad tummy, then you need to listen to this. And it's a wild ride. According to the Testament of Solomon, there are a couple of nasty little demons causing most of our tummy troubles. From food intolerance to IBS. Why have we had such a demonic episode? (laughs) You need Archangel Ioth to overcome Demon Curtial, who causes bowel pains, and Archangel Iax to thwart the Demon Roliad, who causes stomach upsets. Come again. <laughs> Remember these names the next time they get caught, you get caught short, as my grandma used to say, and find yourself dashing to the loo. Yes. <laughs> so what, those little demons so giving you ideas? Let me repeat this, yeah. You need Archangel Ioweth to overcome Demon Curtial, who causes bowel pains, and Archangel Iax to thwart the Demon Roliad. So literally a shit demon. Yep. <laughs> Who causes stomach upsets? Remember these names is the cheekiest part. I can't even read them. (laughs) What are you meant to do, though? Like, it doesn't actually give you any advice. No, it just says, remember these names. What a rubbish... That is awful. Remember these names the next time you get caught short, as my grandma used to say, and find yourself dashing for the loo. But what do you do with the names? What I'm meant to take from that. According to the Testament of Solomon... Because even if you do remember these weird names, like, what's it going <laughs> But she knows no one's going to, so she didn't have to put the next bit. Well, they're probably biblical angels, aren't they? Yeah, but I don't, can't pronounce them, can you? Yeah, but that's because we don't know the Bible. Yeah, but either way, <laughs> I don't think they're causing IBS and crap. <laughs> <laughs> when God's assigning all the jobs, he's like, yeah, you're on growth, you're on plants, <laughs> you're on the biscuit aisle in Tesco. You, <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You're an IBS. <laughs> so that made no sense. I don't know about you. I really enjoyed it, but there's just nothing I can take from that. Okay, just remember these names the next time you get caught short. You're like sweating on the toilet. Like, I really don't feel very well. Just thinking of their names. Cardio, cardio. 
Thanks, Emma. I uh, feel like this episode, you've brought like really good ones that are like, really funny <laughs> and mine just make no sense and they're just like a string of sentences and I'm like... <laughs> I'm a bit flummoxed, to be honest. Do you know what is, is, uh, this one actually reminds me of? It's like opening the Bible and picking words at random to make a sentence. That's like what doing I predictive said about text. dictionary. Yeah, but it's like doing predictive text. Why are you taking my analogy from a different <laughs> episode? Is that what you said? Yeah. It's almost like predictive text, but Bible. <laughs> we should have a look to see if you know when AI does their own writing. Like if you input yeah. the Bible, what is the AI's version of the Bible? <laughs> that. <laughs> it comes up with that. On call for stomach trouble. Very, very unbelievable. <laughs> Don't think Demon Curtiel, who causes bow pains and Archangel Ajax with Thwart, Archangel Ioth and Demon Rollard. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a keyboard smash? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. I want to give it a nine, but it doesn't deserve the nine. It doesn't deserve a nine, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm <laughs> even rooting for myself, but that does not deserve a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's one way or the other then. It's like two or nine. What if I just give you a solid five because that's No quite... way! I've never <laughs> given you lower than a seven. Fine, seven. Oh, actually, about... I think I did for Cherub's Corner, but that was... <laughs> seven. Seven, yeah, I'll take it. So <laughs> I've already forgotten those weird names. <laughs> <laughs> Remember these names next time you need a poo. My fatal error. <laughs> <laughs> Your fecal error. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode seven. I know, we can't believe we've maintained focus for seven weeks. If you want to give us a follow on socials, then we are Humbelievable Podcast on Instagram, underscore Humbelievable on Twitter, and our email is humbelievablepodcast at gmail.com if you've got any of your own stories or submissions. Thanks for listening. Bye! Bye!